What's up, runners? On this week's episode of the Up and Running podcast, we are going to be discussing running and strength training. All of the reasons why runners need strength training in their lives and in their training plans, as well as how and when to incorporate strength training into your training plan. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy. What's up, runners? This is the Personalized Running Doc. I'm a runner rehab specialist, running coach, and competitive distance runner. And throughout the early years of my running career, I was plagued with repetitive injuries and told by many a professional that it was my body's own fault, that my body wasn't built for running. So either I could quit or just live with the pain. I decided to choose option three, dive into the science behind running and training, which is what allowed me to return to running pain-free and continue chasing after my own PRs to this day. And now I'm gonna tell you all that I have learned along the way and how I coach my own athletes to do the same. This is the Up and Running Podcast. All right, runners, let's just like get the ball rolling. Like, let's just start running on this. Uh, I'm going to really try to figure out more running puns that I can put into my podcast because that's just something that would make me really happy. So if you have suggestions... Let's just start this one, this episode out on a tangent and say, if you have any running puns that I should be putting in my podcast to get things started or just throw in there casually just to get, you know, a little laugh, uh, you should DM me at the personalized running doc on Instagram and let me know what you think because I will 1000% use them and I will give you credit. I will give you a shout out on here. But going back on track and talking about running and strength training, this is pretty much a constant topic between my runners and myself and a constant question that I get on Instagram regarding how to essentially program strength training and things like that. So let's just start off with the importance of strength training for runners. Why do runners need to strength train? I thought just running is going to make me a faster runner. Running, of course, is necessary to get better at running, but strength training is going to help you with speed, power, reaction time. It's going to increase your muscular endurance because you're going to increase your muscle size, which is going to increase the amount of glycogen stores you have available. And that's going to help you run longer, faster. It's going to improve your form and running efficiency. And because you have more muscle, because you're challenging your tendons and your ligaments and other connective tissues more to be more resilient under heavier and harder or faster loads, you're going to reduce your risk of injuries. Now that does not mean that you won't get injured. Being injury free or reducing risks of injury and becoming more resilient as a runner doesn't mean that we don't get injured because life happens. It means that when injuries do occur, we are more resilient and we get back faster. So that's how I want you to kind of look at becoming a more injury free runner or more resilient runner moving forward. So let's dive into how and when to strength train, the basics. When first starting out and you are trying to figure out how to create a running program, a training plan for yourself, put runs and strength training days on alternate days. 
do not try to do doubles. It's going to make things too hard. It's going to ultimately increase muscle soreness. It's probably going to decrease the amount that you are actually able to stay consistent. So just put them on alternating days. It's fine. You don't have to run every day, despite, again, all of the constant kind of hustle culture that is out there in the world right now. You don't have to run every day to see progress. You can run three, four days a week and train for a marathon, train for a 5k and see a lot of success, especially if on some of those other days, not all of those days, but some of the other days that you are not running, you are strength training or cross training. So like I said, doubles make it harder for you to show up initially, and they also require more recovery time until you build that initial base. So make it easy on yourself, and if you're just starting out, essentially run Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and strength train Tuesday, Thursday, or vice versa. Do what works for you. Make it easy for you to break through that threshold and find the lowest barrier to entry. And I honestly find alternating days is the lowest barrier to entry for most runners. When you've had more practice and you are more consistent with strength training, as well as feel like more confident to handle the increase of load on that like singular day, you can absolutely do a double and have a run and strength training day in one. There's no issue with that. That's fantastic because then maybe that allows you to get an extra recovery day. And that's not an extra recovery day where you cross train or you do something specific to, again, work on your endurance. That's a full recovery day where, yeah, maybe you're getting in some steps, but you're not purposely trying to reach any specific training goal. You are just relaxing to allow your body to realize the gains of what you are doing on those on days. So this is something that a lot of runners can use in later stages of training, especially when their training volumes are increasing to allow them to be able to have multiple recovery days during the week still, and maybe only be training five days a week total. Now to answer how should you plan your strength training around your runs or certain runs, If strength training and runs are on alternating days and you aren't actively training for anything at this moment, it really doesn't matter. Uh, So if you are just in maintenance mode or you're building a base, really doesn't matter. Being a little bit tired in the gym or on a run when you're just focusing on building that aerobic fitness or slightly increasing your base is expected. Like that's part of the process. And you have more flexibility with recovery time because there isn't anything on the calendar you have to be ready for. So don't worry too much about the order of things when you are in maintenance mode or base building for strength training and runs. It's really just about staying consistent, showing up, doing what you can, or honoring your body when you need to and taking that extra recovery day if you need it. Now, if you are base building... And this is kind of in the later stages of base building. So say you are training for a 5K and you're about to get a bit more heavy on the workout side of things, or you're in marathon training and that long run volume is starting to increase. Well, if you have a run and a strength like session scheduled on the same day, Again, the order that you specifically perform them, if they're broken up into morning and evening workouts, doesn't matter so, so much. 
But if you want to get super technical or perform them back to back, then ideally we're placing the strength training first to be able to lift the most weight with the best form and then run after because at that point we'll already be a little bit fatigued and that'll actually challenge and improve your aerobic capacity. So there's a little bit of kind of like physiological like purpose behind that choice. Now, what if you have a speed workout? Again, maybe again, like I said, you're you're in a base building phase or maybe you're now starting to train for a specific race and you have some pretty like demanding workouts on your schedule and you're looking to give it your all and you actively like want to improve for a race or kind of test yourself to see where your fitness is at leading up to your race day. Then you're gonna place your strength training after your run so that you aren't pre-fatigued and you can give it your all. Just know that that probably means that when you do get to the gym later on, that you're not gonna be able to lift as heavy and or compete, um, complete as many reps as possible or sets as possible in the gym. Uh, and that could apply to that day. If again, if you're doing these workouts on a singular day later on uh, in the gym, whether that's immediately after the workout or in that evening, or that fatigue may even last into the next day. So don't be surprised if you do a speed workout that your lifts later on that day or the next day are a little bit less. And again, honor your body. Maybe you're going to decrease the amount of weights that you use. Maybe you're going to decrease the amount of sets and reps that you are completing because the priority was the run. And that's okay. Just figure out what the priority is and work off of that. So how does what you choose for strength training change? Now, depending upon if you are in maintenance mode or if you're actively training for a race. And now we're going to dive into a little bit more of like exercise selection versus kind of placement of how and when to train uh, strength train. So if you're in an off season, If you are, like I said, in maintenance mode, everything's just pretty much status quo. You do not have a race that means anything to you on your books. Maybe you're doing some stuff for fun and enjoyment and to like build community or be out with your friends. But again, this is not a race or time in your training cycle that you are specifically doing anything to uh, reach a certain goal, essentially. So this is your off season. And when you are in your off season, I essentially see this as a time when you are offensively training in strength training. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that training is flexible because there is nothing on the calendar. You do not have a race that you need to be ready for and uh, not fatigued for or completely recovered for. So fatigue and soreness is okay and longer recovery time may be necessary post-workout and that is also okay. It's also okay during this time to try different types of strength training styles. So if you want to experiment with some power lifting or Olympic lifting or, oh my God, I'm going to say CrossFit. Uh, Guys, I'm not against CrossFit. Sometimes if it's done correctly, it can be beneficial, but you need the proper education and coaching on that. 
I'm not that person, but there are people out there. So if you want to try it during this time, go for it. That's the time to do it. This is the time to be a little bit more adventurous in your training. The other thing that you can do during this time is try different sports or participate on like club teams to build athleticism. A lot of the clients that I work with have cross training that involves different sports. This could be being on a softball league or a soccer league, or uh, I have some runners that use dance as cross training. And that's fantastic because guess what? You're using your muscles in a different way than you normally do. And it is a nice break of the monotony of staying in one plane all of the time. Now, the other thing that you can be doing during this time in specifics to strength training is incorporating more plyometrics, speed, agility drills, power. And that's because, again, these things are going to create more muscular fatigue and it is okay for that fatigue to occur. And it's okay for us to need more recovery time because we tried these things. So incorporating more plyometrics, agility, speed drills, or power training, this is the time to do it. This is the time to kind of challenge yourself and and improve upon that because those things are also going to help with your ability to finish hard and get to the finish line as fast as possible and those things will carry over if you incorporate those into your maintenance phase and the start of your base building phase before you head into a training cycle this is also the time in your training to lift heavy like really heavy to put on muscle mass. You want to do that because again, training demands in terms of running are going to be lower. So you're going to have the opportunity to actually build a significant amount of muscle because we're not going to be having as much uh, neuro kind of um, interference of signaling. So essentially what happens when we're doing high intensity or long duration endurance training that signaling essentially interferes with any strength training kind of signaling that we're putting towards the muscle and it decreases the amount of muscle mass that we can put on during that time. Doesn't prevent it, but it decreases it. So when we're not training as hard, when our training's a little bit less in terms of intensity and duration, that's the time that we can actually put on muscle mass because we have kind of like the free pathway to do it. So lift heavy really heavy and that's going to be specific to you whatever that means to you but you want to challenge yourself you want to make it so that you are maybe you're struggling to get in those last one or two reps you're working in that eight to twelve rep range and you're doing three four five sets if you can and by the end you should really feel tired at that point um if but here's the thing And this is where people get scared. Again, what if something happened playing in that softball league? Or what if something happens trying those plyometric drills or speed drills that you're not used to? Or what if something happens lifting a really heavy weight? Again, you don't have anything on your training calendar. You do not have any race to be prepared for. So if anything gets achy or uncomfortable, there is time to adjust and build back. You don't need to let the fear of injury prevent you from challenging yourself and enjoying movement. 
we were supposed to move. We were supposed to have fun with movement, not have it just be this structured, very rigid thing in our lives. It became that because we don't get to move as often as we were designed to and previously our ancestors did, but we can still create opportunities for us to enjoy and play with movement a little bit more. And this is one of the ways to do that. So that's off-season training. Now, in season, we are officially kind of in a training block. Base building has occurred. Uh, We are heading maybe into speed and strength-specific workouts. We're then going to be heading into race-specific workouts and then into the taper, and then we're getting into race day. So what do you need to focus on during this time? Well, this is when we become on the defense. So training becomes a bit more rigid and the countdown is on to race day because that's the priority. Your priority at that point is no longer as much play and flexibility and fun. It's, hey, you have this goal. Whether that's simply just to get to the starting line and finish line healthy, you still have a goal that you need to respect and kind of honor when you're making choices around your strength training and the other things that you're doing. So we're going to try to limit as much fatigue and soreness as we can to not bleed into the other workouts that you're doing so that it's not kind of lasting days upon days. Again, muscle soreness uh, should not be lasting longer than like 48 hours. Uh, Sometimes there's delayed onset muscle soreness, so you may not be sore the first day after, but two days after. So that's why like that 48 hour window is pretty, pretty common. Uh, But it shouldn't be lasting three, four, five days after you work out, then we're pushing too hard. So that's kind of like your reminder of like how to gauge what you're doing. So when we're in this phase, we are also going to stick with what we know and what works best for you. So there's going to be movements that you like, that you enjoy, that some people prefer squatting to deadlifting. Now you should do both, but you're sticking with some basics of either of those movements that you know that you feel comfortable performing because maybe you don't feel comfortable doing single leg deadlifts, RDLs, or whatever it may be. So maybe you're going to do just traditional deadlifts or trap bar deadlifts, or maybe you're going to do a kickstand variation. Fantastic. Do what works for you. Do what you know and you feel comfortable with, and then just continue to lift heavy with that for a period of time. Now... You should also continue to cross-train. Again, sticking with what you know doesn't mean that we stop cross-training, but we're just actively evaluating the risk to reward weight. Oh my God, that was was a word jumble. But continue to (laughs) cross-train and incorporate other sports into your training routine, but actively evaluate the risk to reward. Let me try and say that better, risk to reward. That's what I just kind of jumped on before. In a certain scenario to prevent any kind of possible injury. So if you've never, like say it's the winter time and you've never skied before and you're training for Boston Marathon, might not be the time to pick up that sport. Might not be the time to say, let me go try. Maybe if you just stick on like, the bunny slope or easy trails and like you feel confident with that and you you have again some basic athletic ability but 
if again that's not something that you are confident in and you're like eh I don't know like just deciding to try some moguls or go backcountry skiing maybe we're not doing that <laughs> uh so just evaluate the risk to reward ratio that is there when trying new sports continue to do new sports but evaluate what's going to actually benefit you versus potentially put you in a dangerous uh, position and that's kind of pretty obvious for most people where they feel comfortable uh, versus where they do not feel comfortable and also again it's pretty understandable of like if you decide oh i'm gonna go try to rock climb in a rock climbing gym cool that's great option that's a great cross training opportunity for most runners to do and work on some core and upper body strength it's not going to really kill your legs too much unless you're like me and short and have to use your legs to be able to reach half of the holds but in a gym you're pretty safe you're usually locked in even on the walls where you are just free climbing you are only so far off the ground so likelihood of something happening little less to none now going in rock climbing outdoors where you're not necessarily used to that again the tolerance the load the risk becomes a little bit higher okay then maybe we're evaluating whether or not that's the safest decision right now if the goal is race day and again goal to get to race day healthy goal to pr at your race whatever the goal is the race is essentially what is important to us at this time when we're looking at exercise selection what type of exercises we should be doing now like i said you're doing what you know you're doing what works for you in the gym but ideally we're also not doing as much of that power speed agility plyometric training we're maybe actually leaning more into slow controlled exercises or holds so we're incorporating isometrics which are essentially when the muscle contracts and there's no length change so think about just like flexing your bicep that is an isometric contraction or flexing your quad isometric contraction so maybe we're doing some of those think like wall sits or iso split squats things like that or we're incorporating tempos or more eccentric movements so that's a slow controlled down Um, maybe you're pausing at the down going up in the middle and then coming back down before rising all the way to the top again so that would be like a two one two one tempo so those are ways that you can change up the type of exercises that you're doing without actually changing the actual exercise that you're doing and just as a reminder you can still lift heavy here you just can't lift as heavy because we're trying to mitigate how much soreness and fatigue is bleeding into those other days but still lift heavy still challenge yourself honestly it may not it may naturally you may naturally see your weight selection decrease during this time because running creates so much more neuromuscular fatigue especially when we increase that intensity of speed so you may naturally just decrease the amount of weight that you choose to use in the gym but you're still going to be lifting you're still going to be choosing a heavy-ish weight that's going to challenge you the goal of strength training here is to maintain what you've built during that off season and protect your body leading up to race day so that's why there 
should be off-season training for strength training and running, and there should be an on-season for strength training and running. There needs to be both. They work well together to create this holistic uh, ability to perform. And they work together to make you a more resilient, more powerful, faster, like durable runner. So we need both. We need that flexibility of training. We need to lift heavy. We need to incorporate those speed plyometric drills. But we also sometimes need to take a step back, deload a little bit and how much weight we're using but still lift heavy. Focus on a little bit more risk to reward ratio assessment when we're choosing which sports to participate as cross-training activities. And we're sticking with what we know and maybe incorporating more isometrics and tempos to give our joints tendons some love and attention and also challenge our muscles in a different way. Depending upon the race and the length of the training cycle depends upon when you have to switch from offensive to defensive training. So I can't exactly answer that on a podcast. I need to know more about what individuals are doing. There's no specific timelines that I can give with that. But in general, the shorter the race and the training cycle, the less time you have to spend in defensive strength training mode um, in your in-season for strength training. For longer races and longer training t- training cycles, that's going to be when you're going to see more time in that defensive training period because you're spending more time actually in that training phase specifically for a race. So that's kind of how you can vary it up. But I mean, if it's a 5K, maybe you're still lifting heavy Maybe the maybe the 5K is in four weeks. Maybe you're still lifting heavy even up until week three. But that week four, you're deloading, your, you're deloading heavily and you're focusing more on those isometrics, more on the tempos to allow your body to recover during that one week. And you're maybe not doing as many sets or as many reps, again, to allow your body to recover. Now a marathon, Pretty much after you get out of the base building phase, we need to be prioritizing the runs. We need to be prioritizing energy levels so that we're not building too much cumulative fatigue uh, going into the next like workout and things like that. So we're going to be pulling back on strength training. We're going to be deloading a little bit there and we're going to end up in that in-season or defensive training for strength training for a longer period of time. The basics of strength training as with running in a nutshell is that. That's that's it. It doesn't, it, it seems complicated. It's sort of complicated. Um, but there is logistical and physiological principles, some of which I kind of dived into, that support the methodology that I just kind of used when it comes to either scheduling your strength training session around your workouts, depending upon whether you are in or not in a training cycle, uh, and what type of exercises you should be using depending again on when you are in a training cycle versus when you are out. And I use this to help my runners and myself perform their best on race day and stay resilient to injury and get all of those benefits. So I hope that you found this helpful. I, I hope that this, what feels like was an incredibly long podcast about strength training 
gave you some insight onto how to place your workouts in and around your running and when you should be prioritizing different types of lifting strategies depending upon what your goals are at that time. If you need help with runner strength, DM me on Instagram at the personalized running doc. Depending upon your experience and level, um, your experience level, I should say, and desired support, I have programs to help you. So let me take the guesswork out of your training and let me help you reach your running goals today. If you're interested, shoot me a message. If you have questions from today's podcast, let me know. Again, reach out to me. I want to hear from you guys. Another quick ask I am going to put out there. If you have been enjoying this podcast, please share it with a runner that you feel would get some like support and guidance from this podcast. You, you sharing it is going to mean so much to me and it means that we're going to be able to reach more runners and help more runners all around the world. And that would be an incredible opportunity. That is my number one goal is to help as many runners as possible. So if you know a runner that would enjoy this podcast as well as learn something from it, share it with them today. But I hope you took something from this podcast today. And if you have questions, if you're looking for runner strength kind of specifics, DM me on Instagram and otherwise keep on running.